Everybody knows the scores and the stats, but what are the games really telling us? Welcome to the Ball and All podcast, where we dissect the topics from the Premier League games and debate issues in and around the wider world of football. Welcome to episode 19, Game Week 14 Review. Follow us on Twitter, at BNA Podcast. Join the conversations, hashtag BNA Podcast. Join the fantasy football, still running away with it. Each week I keep actually, the, it keeps growing, but I'll, I'll brag later on. 686-834-151968. Today, you have myself, MK. Flows, and you're a waste, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. You had too much this weekend. You watched the uh, boxing. Um, I was, I was away. Uh, I still managed to see. No, actually, I saw some highlights and stuff of the boxing. Um, yeah, Fury got chiefed, man. Fury got chiefed. I wasn't sure he could do it, but he actually, like, he well, technically he did it, but officially daylight robbery, man. Daylight robbery. I don't know. You know those um, the two judges. I don't get how. One of them saw the Wilder one. I don't understand that. He needs to go spec savers. But also, there's the British guy who, number one, you should back your own, but he didn't. Then, uh, what's it called? He's he's still seen it as a draw as well. So, it's nah, like, what the hell's wrong with him? You, yeah, that's the problem, though. Like, too many boxing judges back their own, bro. Boxing, boxing judges have been, like, yeah, it's getting worse. No, I swear. I thought it was getting better, but it's getting worse. The judging is, yeah. You, None of, none of the judges were American. Only the only one was can- Canadian. That said oh no! But I'm saying you're saying back your own. Don't. <laughs> but like, I'm just like the boxing judges have been corrupt from day. Like, like plenty of matches that should have been won weren't won. Draws. Now it's that that refight, a rematch. Yeah, I probably get that like, super pay per view now. Probably cost twice as much because it's the second match. I don't know. Yeah, let's go to a sport. That is just about less corrupt. <laughs> Football. And we go to the biggest game of the weekend. Arsenal versus Tottenham. North London derby. Bragging rights goes to Arsenal. Yes. The most exciting London derby. I think it's been the most exciting derby. Full stop in a while, bro. Yeah, because... Well... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably like really... the tame affairs nowadays. Like, obviously... You know, there's more anticipation while you're watching it, and you're kind of more on edge. But in terms of actually delivering, it's yeah, because Tottenham came into this like of just beating uh, Chelsea, making them look like yeah, yeah, anything. Even then, that wasn't that exciting. They just took them out. Yeah, they took they just took them out. But they came, they come on a decent run. Obviously, best start of the Premier League season for them. Yeah, Arsenal have obviously been on this amazing run that they've been on. Was it now seventeen this games run. or something? This this run, yeah. this of the amazing. Just this run. <laughs> no, no, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing no, run from where they got from. It's a good run. It's a good run. So yeah, so obviously having that and then starting with this thing and then this game, it started obviously yeah, like no idea what the hell Vertonghen was doing, trying to like I don't know, trying to play handball or something for his goalkeeper. I don't have a clue. Why, like uh, when the bro. ball gets in there, why did why did defenders feel like they have to put the hand up? You don't have to jump. No, no, with your no, hand like to like get that. your jo- like, I mean, like to get the leverage and stuff. But like, no, but your hand don't need to be that high. No, <laughs> to but get that, the leverage. The other thing is as well when you're jumping, like if you're jumping straight up, then get that leverage. But when men are jumping like sideways, like keep your arms where they are. No, bro. but still, your hands above your head. How is that helping leverage? Like you get that force. No science. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
No, no, no. I know what you're saying. But it's like it's a natural reaction. It's just something you do, but it, it doesn't help you when you're diving to the side. Not really. And even if it does, like... Yeah, it was a it was a dumb move. It was a dumb move, and obviously they paid for it. But it was one of many mistakes on that back line. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, Arsenal played very well. I'm not going to take anything away from Arsenal. And at first half, they dominated that. And to be honest, <laughs> it didn't make sense how they ended their half two one down. Yeah. Well, Kane, it made sense because like they they caught the referee. <laughs> yeah, Kane scoring the penalty that Son dived, a clear dive. It was a clear dive. I was disappointed in that. I didn't think Son was that kind of guy. Right, people, it, you do anything to win. Man. No, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like I, you know, this whole noble, this whole noble idea of like oh, you play the game to the rules and stuff like that. With the money and uh, and what's on the line these days, you do whatever you can to win. <clears throat> I mean. No, I thought Arsenal showed more intent in the first half, but obviously uh, a lot of their they were taking a lot of shots and it did make them look good. But a lot of their shots were going wild. Um, they weren't always taking shots from the best position, um, and obviously they start they did start off very strong. Tottenham did come back into it a little bit again, but then I think the second half just uh, it's got to be those halftime substitutions. Yeah, it's, that is it's where halftime substitutions. That's where off. you know Emery has. Distance himself definitely. If he, he already did from Wenger, but this is where yeah, Arsenal yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. now would you can see they're different because of the fact that he's knew the the system wasn't working before. Yeah, and course, he's been he's been bold, made those two changes, bringing on Lacazette, bringing on Ramsey, yeah. and it changed the whole game. Um, I was I was doing a little bit. I was looking it up, trying to try and take some stuff in, and I think was it. I can't remember how many times. Is it six times? Seven times? Basically, he's made more half-time substitutions than any other manager this season in the Premier League. And I think pretty much every time they've come back to win from their losing positions, uh, something like that. You know, I should probably have remembered it a bit better. But It would have helped, yeah. It would have helped. But basically, the point still stands that he knows what to do. Um, which, to me, just says he's he can analyse the game Don't very some, well. He knows some, what to a, do. Some, uh, some journalists made a point, and I think I kind of agree with it. Do you think he's making these type of changes and they're working because of his failed time at PSG with big name guys before and now he knows how to deal with players? No, because I, I like who's who who's big name at Arsenal? Like Yeah, no, but that's the thing, because he doesn't have any big name guys, he can go in and just dominate and put his thoughts across, but at PSG yeah, he I couldn't. Think, I think one of the things that went wrong at PSG was like there were a bit too many egos, which um I don't think there's many people who could have done anything about that. I mean, well, saying that now, they're looking good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, obviously, that was his. That was a big step for him. And, yeah, you know, likes of Neymar, Zlatan, guys who've been there and done it longer than him, basically, um, didn't really give him his, give him his accolades. So, maybe it is. He's finding it easier now. He's working with a team. But also, you know... It couldn't have got any worse. <laughs> like, PSG were already in the habit of winning. So, you know, and I don't think Arsenal Arsenal didn't really have... They haven't had an identity for the last few seasons, so... And he's definitely brought that now. He's brought an identity to them. Um, he's brought back that free-flowing, fast, attacking football. Like, that, that Arsenal that was, you know... Like I say, it was like back in the day, they were second only to Barcelona with the like their style of play and how slick and how beautiful it was. Um, he's kind of bringing that back. 
They were the poor man's Barcelona. Just, yeah, they were. They, they, they played play nice football, but won no yeah. trophies. No, they weren't winning trophies, <laughs> but they were. They were fun to watch. Like you know, they were fun to watch, and that's back again. Some of the passes that they were making, but again, Tottenham made it easier for them. And I think especially that back line, the amount of times they split that back line, the the goal that brought it back to two two, like. What were these guys doing? Like one simple through ball took out like three. Yeah, but then you got a question, um, Pochettino. Yeah? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm what coming to he- that. I'm yeah. coming to that. What I'm the hell is he doing, playing Vertonghen and Foyth together? But the thing that I've been thinking as well, the weird thing is, is that what's he doing playing Vertonghen and Foyth together? He probably should have played out of Viral and Foyth. Because <laughs> yeah. on the shape of it, you think he should have been playing out of Viral and Vertonghen, but. Vertonghen was the weaker of the two. Yeah. Foyth, I mean, up, since he had that start, which, you know, after he gave those two penalties away, which was anomalies in a good game, he's been all right. You know, a few rookie mistakes and things like that. But um, I think, yeah, I think Vertonghen had a bad game and I think Vertonghen wasn't leading Foyth the way that he should be, you know, as the elder statesman. And it caused a lot of confusion. I don't think he was marshalling that back line correctly at all. Um, the amount of times that they got through, and like I said, they were taking a lot of wild shots, but because they were getting into those positions. Um, yeah, Pochettino, and he didn't really explain himself when they asked him afterwards. You know, he, he gets very defensive, like I've noticed. When, if each team loses and somebody says, oh, there's this obvious thing that you could have done to stop this from happening, he gets very defensive. So, do you know what he used to do back in the, like when he first came to the Premier League when his team lost and he didn't want to answer? No, pretend that he couldn't speak. Oh, he, 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 he couldn't speak English. He had the chance later. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't he couldn't do that anymore. Can't do that. Sorry, yeah, but um, yeah, not. I'm not going to take away from us because I don't think Spurs were. I don't want to say they were terrible. I don't want to say they were terrible. You know what? But they, they should have shown more. They I didn't do anything. More. Tottenham did the bare minimum. Basically, they like from what's it called? They got the equalizer one one. Then some yeah. dive got the thing. They were just coasting. They they didn't in the first half. They were lucky to go in two one up because they didn't do anything, and they went up ahead. So they were coasting. They didn't really put. Yeah. Any, they didn't step up any gear or anything. Arsenal would have took it to the Arsenal. Tony said it was a fair result that Arsenal won it. No no no. I there, no doubt that Arsenal should have won that game. There's no doubt that Arsenal should have won that game. And yeah, even when Tottenham went ahead, it didn't. You know, it didn't seem like it was game over. Um like maybe it would have been if Arsenal had gone 2-1 ahead or something like that it didn't feel like it was game over but yeah Tottenham just I don't feel like I don't feel like they were geared up for this match like like they were playing like Bournemouth or something like that you think they've had too many hard games recently? Um, have their players recovered from the World Cup yet? <laughs> so what did they have? what was it? the Inter they've game? had Inter Milan which yeah. is a tough game they had Chelsea before that then they had Tottenham course, before yeah. that then they had PSV what? before they that they have Tottenham before that what, Tottenham versus Tottenham? I know, Inter, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, PSV, the last couple of games. Compared to mm. Arsenal on Thursday, put out the youth team. Yeah, that's, that, is, that is true as well. That is true as well. I forgot about that. I mean, the Chelsea game... To be fair as well, I think the Chelsea game may have lulled them to a full sense of security. Because that game, that... Uh, the Yeah, they played they play good in that game. Don't get me wrong, they played good in that game. But I think the ease with which they built the the ease with which they beat Chelsea, they were like, all right, we're cool, we got this. Because yeah. to all intents and purposes, it looks like Chelsea been performing better than Arsenal. So but far. again, that's, that goes to the thing when they went two one up, they hadn't done anything, and they were two one mm. up. So then they were probably thinking, oh, this is 
easy. Exactly. <laughs> this is gonna be another. This is gonna be. This is gonna be Chelsea all over again. But um, I think Arsenal are actually a better team than Chelsea. I think Chelsea have gotten some lucky results this season, and I think they're flattering to deceive. But well, that's neither here nor that's neither well, here. Well, come on, come on to them. Yeah. But last thing on this game. Yeah. Since when has football become a bitch at our sport, man? Why got <laughs> like why are people crying when someone's like Dyer going putting his hand up to their like shushing their fans and stuff? Since why why are footballers crying and? I don't know. I don't because know. they wait. So, like like first of all, your emotions are running nah, high, bro. Arsenal fan, nah, but this is a sub man. He's not even involved. So, <laughs> why was he? Why is he crying for? Because look, Arsenal fans weren't saying anything when Walcott was on the stretcher saying two 0 and he's golding the fans. And they didn't say nothing then. So why are people? Be, and this is not even just in this game. There's quite a lot of times. Yeah. In, yeah, other, yeah, in other matches, yeah. like what Mourinho saying about Conte running on the pitch, even Mata with. Um, when Sterling was doing the tricks and other things, why are people just being bitch like say, bro, on the on the pitch? Your emotions are running high, and you know frustration. And go stuff clap, like that. go clap him then. then. Don't be a little bitch. Well, you go clap him, get a red card. Like, I don't like you doing this. I'm gonna tell <laughs> mummy on you. Everyone's in their feelings these days, isn't it? Everyone's in their feelings, bro. You need to give everyone their safe space. So, like, let these men express themselves. No, I think it's happening more as well. I think it's just happening more than it used to. Like. And they've never really cared to celebrate that much. Like even in even in derbies and stuff like that, you get like United Liverpool, like all day long when it was a heated affair. But even then, it was only when it had been a tough game. If it was a tough game between the two and they were breaking out nowadays, man, they will run across and shh, Cardiff fans. I don't know. Like so, you're seeing a lot more. Oh, come of on, the game. It's, it's like come on. Imagine like when Gerard was going kissing the camera. Someone got like a United yeah, yeah. player going and saying, "Oh." Please don't kiss the camera. It's disrespectful. Well, also, Come on, as man. well, like also, there is rules against this kind of. There is rules against that kind of celebration. Well, inciting the fans and inciting the crowd. But that's not inciting. Look, they go. Fans goad you the whole game. Yeah, yeah, fans they, goad they you. Say but you're stuff. not allowed to go. They back. even they throw bananas and stuff. So, <laughs> are you not allowed to go shush? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I uh, know. Then this is the last thing, though. Just like something Marvin flows thought for the day, like that guy that threw the half eaten banana. Like, I'm not 100% sure my man was not in the middle of eating a banana and then just got angry and threw whatever was in his hand. Like, I don't know if this was a premeditated mission attack, bro. Because when they throw bananas, they're never half-eaten. And I swear it said it was half-eaten. Usually, if you're going to throw a banana, you bought it especially for that racism. I feel like my man maybe was just in the middle of chopping a banana and was just like, fuck this, and then, like, threw it. I'm not 100% sure, like... I know they caught him as well, they gave him a ban. I don't know what his, what his, what his defence was, but... I'm just saying, bro. Like, yeah, that's an interesting point of view. <laughs> like, you know, you know, sometimes you know people dash the controller when they're playing PlayStation. People dash their phone because it's in your hand at the time. I don't nah, know how. That'd be a bit awkward one because they know who you are straight away. Really <laughs> 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 dash your phone, but <laughs> be like, well, go back. Oh, please, can you have my phone back? <laughs> <laughs> just phone mom, isn't it? <laughs> like, whose phone is this? Uh, well, yeah, uh, well, it's a good thing he's been banned. If well, yeah, if, 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 it yeah, is, if it was racial, and I'm, like I said, they've investigated it, so obviously my man hasn't given a good enough account of himself. So I'm probably chatting fraff, but it just I found it interesting. It was half eaten, when usually they're not. Usually it's just a full banana. Okay, moving on to Newcastle versus West Ham at St James's Park. Uh, West Ham ran away three 0 winners. I think this is their first away win of the season. Um, so, yeah. It was a good game, man. It was a good game. Uh, here you got two teams. Well, these are mirror images of each other as well, which 
brings me on to the point next about what saying the end. They're two teams that have got uh, illustrious histories. Uh, you know, it's always been agreed that they're not performing as well as they should be in the last, you know, five, ten years. Um, now they're kind of, you know, Pellegrini, Benitez, they've got two great managers who should be able to lead them to, to higher heights. Um, Benitez seemed to be, in his post-match interview, pointing out that the only difference is that West Ham are willing to spend the money and uh, Newcastle aren't. Um, he pointed out Felipe Anderson, who obviously was man of the match, killed it. Um, what, he cost them 35 million? But I don't, I don't care about how much people are costing and all of that, man. Just deal with the cards you have dealt to you. If Ashley, Mike Ashley's yeah, not... It's Mike got to be frustrating, not, though, man. It's got to be, it's but... It's got to be frustrating. But what can you, but what can you do? If your club, if Mike Ashley's not going to give that money, then stop complaining about it. Well, no, to be honest, so, he's, No, but that's the other thing as well. No, does, like, does Eddie Howe complain or Bournemouth can't buy a 35 million guy? Doesn't, so just deal with it. No, but... No, but the thing is, the problem is... Could you name like it's it's documented? This guy is not spending the money that Newcastle have to spend. Bournemouth are spending the money that they have at least. It's not a lot of money, but they're giving Eddie Howe as much backing as they can. Mike Ashley's not doing that. He's clearly not doing that, bro. Well, he's just come what out. As, he's come out and said that he wants to sell the club by January. I hope he does, bro. I hope he does. Benito should do a whip round and see if he can get the money <laughs> to buy the club. But no, like if they, if somebody good buys that club or somebody willing to invest buys that club, and they've already got like a, a top manager at the helm, then who knows what they can do? I mean, they didn't even, to be honest, well, they didn't have a bad game. Um, I think three uh, 0 was a little bit harsh on them. I think the second, the two, the the, the second two goals were a direct result of them trying to push forward and leaving themselves a little bit exposed at the back. But having said that, West Ham... I think the, the difference in between these two teams is, even like the stats are, most of them, apart obviously apart from the most important one, side Newcastle. But yeah. in terms of the players, they've got like... Newcastle's players, are, they are hit and miss players. They're well, not that's always They don't have that consistency. But then you look at West Ham... And they got someone that's clinical as Hernandez. Like everyone knows the guys. As soon as he's in the box, this guy's yeah, a yeah, he's in the box. He's a so, and you got somebody like done. Anderson though. But that's it as well. They don't have like so. Their Anderson is Kennedy, and you don't know what that guy's going to do from one week to the next. But you get what you pay for. Mm. <laughs> West Ham are paid a little bit more, and they've got that upgrade. Rondon and Arnautovic, two big guys up front. And Rondon, he can score good goals. He can do things for you. But Arnautovic is more clinical, and he has a bit better. You get what you pay for. Like you know. You can go and um, the Bravka versus Fabianski, like you know, you can go through all of their players and just be like, you're getting what you pay for. So I think he might have. I think he has a bit of a point. Um, I think. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Again, saying talking about it in interviews might not be the best thing because we already know Mike. Mike Ashley doesn't care. Mike Ashley is not giving you more money. Um, I so just think stop the jibes and not going to work. moaning and just no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I say, like, I don't know if he's... I don't think he's moaning for the sake of moaning. I think he's trying to send a message. And maybe he's trying to tell the fans as well, look, I'm doing what I can. I think the fans already know. So that's the... No, that's it. The fans do So so he's trying to tell the opposition. But that's it. Maybe force a little more spotlight on Mike Ashley, but we know that's not going to work. He doesn't care. He (laughs) He doesn't care, care. so he's not going to do anything. But, um... Look, like I say, they were they were good though. They were good. They had they had a few good chances. Um, West Ham were just clinical, but West Ham were playing some great ball as well. And like I say, like West Ham are getting it right. Newcastle could follow suit. 
these could be two guys. These could be these two two seasons from now. They're battling out with Everton for for the for the scraps after the top teams, and they that's should, what they, they should, should be. be. Yeah. And I think they can be. I think they can be as long as you know, especially now, the fact that hopefully they're not going to be selling clubs. I mean, you you look at Anderson now. You look at Damian Rice, um, even Issa Diop, who had a great game as well, um, protecting West Ham's back line. If they can keep those kind of guys and build on what they've already got, replace a few guys that need replacing, Snowgrass, <laughs> then... He's been having a good time. Uh, time I stand, stand like me. I'm, I'm just being a, uh, an idiot because of <laughs> his, his previous form. But like, oh, like even Zabaleta say anyway, like he's coming to the end of his time. But even Zabaleta's given them, he's got that experience that's helping them out. But I think these guys, yeah, they should be at the top end of the table or upper middle of the table in the next couple of seasons. And Newcastle, again, should follow suit, but it could go either way if Mike Ashley's still at the helm. Palace 2, Berlin 0. Palace continuing their good form. To be honest, they, well, they should have they should have got something from United. Nah. They should not. They should have had something nah. from that game. Nah. And then they've taken that into this game. And to be honest, they, they look deadly. They, they had chances galore. 29 goal attempts, you know. That is <laughs> nine shots on target. 11 off but they were just pushing yeah but like one win in your last nine isn't any good reform bro <laughs> no, no 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 I mean no no, but I mean, I'm, no, no I'm talking yeah, good yeah, form yeah. based on just on the last game the against because they should have beaten United they dominated this game and if you'd have told me beforehand that they would dominate Burnley like this even at home like I would have said you were mad bro I would have said you were mad I would have said this game was up for grabs for either team um, I wouldn't have been surprised if Burnley came away with a win I don't know where they pulled that out from. I genuinely don't know where they nah, pulled that out from. come on, in, wait. You said you wouldn't be surprised if Burnley got a win in this. This season. Are you, are you sure? This Did season, you not just Burnley. hear me about how all their losses and stuff well, like that? Crystal Palace are not pulling out results. <laughs> but we see Burnley have been worse than Palace though. Nah, they've, they've not been worse. They've been worse, They've not man. been worse. They've not been worse. They've been absolutely worse. Even before this, Palace were above Burnley. Burnley have been terrible. And what? I don't even know what their excuses are anymore. Not Europa yeah, League because Europa is long, a long time ago. So yeah. what's the excuse? They're just crap. Yeah, they're just this, and it's showing that what's his name, the um, Sean Dash. He's not. He's there's nothing about him. <laughs> he can't do anything. He's just he's useless. That's true. That's true. That's true. He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't read up. He hasn't. Yeah, he's not been on the re up with his transfers. Of this team, uh, his team are out of it now. His team are out of it. But yeah, the dominance still though, like it's ridiculous. Come on now, like twenty nine goal attempts, twenty nine goal attempts and nine on target. Like I'm, just, I don't think Crystal Palace usually get twenty nine goal attempts in a season, bro. Let alone one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, no, they were good, and and this is the thing now. You're saying shots and chances were coming from all over the place. Um, it made me think because obviously we always talk about their talisman Zaha. And, you know, there was that thing like last season they weren't winning games when he wasn't playing and he started this season, scored a couple of goals and stuff like that. I think it was a bit of a detriment to them in this game. Um, I think he's... And maybe it's not greed. Maybe it's just trying to he carry tr- the team he, on he his tr- shoulders. He tries too hard at times. He tries too hard. And, like, you know, there were times when I was just like, yo, pass the ball. There's yeah, the a guy e- there to the easy options on and he tries yeah. to go the harder way. What was yeah. that one? That one where it came off the bar and, like, he spent ages getting into that position. And fair enough, he got a shot away. But there was guys in the box that would have been able to just tap that in. And I'm just like, 
and you know I'm gonna start watching it closely now in in future games. Is there times when he's harming them more than he's helping them? Yeah, it could be. That's the, normally yeah when you're trying to justify something and you're he's obviously got his mind fixed on I want to be good. I want to be the main star. Yeah, yeah, I want to be just, that guy. He's, like, he's becoming a distraction. Yeah, and um, I mean. Even so, like I still see Burnley concentrating efforts on him. I see a lot of fouls. I see a lot of fouls as usual, um, which he's kept more quiet about these days. But um, it is still going on. But yeah, like you said, Burnley offered nothing, man. Burnley seemed to have run out of ideas. Um, I don't know. I think it's like some of these teams is like a race so who can get down to the bottom fastest. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Like at Palace, they scored their first uh, goals at home from open play. <laughs> they just better hope they haven't used up their full capacity. They're <laughs> <laughs> struggling the rest of the season. I'm just yeah. I'm wondering because they've they've got a couple of winnable games coming up: um, Brighton, West Ham, Leicester. Um, Right, yeah, they could take something from any of those games on their day. They could steal a one nil. Uh, Brighton, they could easily take a draw or a win. West Ham, they could take a draw, probably not a win. All right, Leicester, probably not either. And then Man yeah, City, but, but, yeah, that's <laughs> no point in turning up for that. No, but then it's at home as well. It's at home, so who knows? I don't think this 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 turning fortune. Maybe it has come at the right time for them because maybe they will steal a couple of points over the next few games that they wouldn't have got before. But. Uh, Brighton now, are they real relegation candidates? Are they pretty much think they're as good Burnley, as um, ah, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it's one of those ones where like you've seen what they are capable of last season and some games this season. So if they get back to that at some point and they keep it going, then they'll, they'll be fine. It's not one of those like, like a Fulham where we're like, oh, they're missing players. You've had... Cardiff, uh, Huddersfield have like upturns in performances and they've got results and stuff and they've been able to change. This Burnley team don't seem like they've got that in them at the moment. I don't know. I don't, like again, um, maybe it's the fact that they've been worked out, their tactics have been worked out, but like there's talent in that team though. There's talent in that team um, all across, you know. They've got, well... They've got Joe Hart in a minute, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got good keepers. They've got defenders. <laughs> no, but come on, like I know he he had a good start when he first came in, but Wood, he's Championship class. He's not really who Daesh? Uh Wood the Ben. Oh, Woods the striker. Sorry, he's, oh, cha- yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Championship class. Then everyone else, it's all just hard workers. It's not really. There's no one really creative in that team. It's not. No, he just well, Goodmanson, hard Goodmanson's. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a major creative talent in there, but like you say, there are hard workers, and there's guys that can score a goal. I mean, Vokes, Vidra, uh, Goodmanson. Probably not so much Aaron Lennon these days, but like I say, they've got people in there that if they do things right, they will get you goals. It's not. They're not lacking. And like I said, for a Burnley team, or for a team of their calibre in the Premier League, they've got the right players, the right level of players. It's not like their players are, are, are not as good as their, as their contemporaries in the league. So I think, again, it's difficult to say because it might just click again one week and they go back on a run or it could stay this way. So Yeah, it's staying this way. I don't know. I don't I've know. said it, so um, it's truth. 
Okay, so the second derby of this weekend that we're going to talk about. Liverpool versus Everton at Anfield. Obviously, uh, a very hard-fought match between the two teams ended up 1-0 with a very last-minute goal. <laughs> a very, very last-minute goal. Uh, a contentious... Well, it's not contentious, but was it a mistake or a freak accident? The dumbest mistake I've seen in a long time because... I don't even know what the hell you're thinking. Could literally just leave the ball and it's going over the. It was going over the bar. It wasn't even. It like I know the ball was spinning, but it was still going over the bar. Leave it and it was fit. Even then, just tap it out for a bloody corner. What the hell are you trying to do? Catch it. I think. I think it's youth. I think it's. A, I think it's a rookie mistake from a guy that hasn't been in situations like this. It's a guy that bit up himself. Then is it? <laughs> he's not he's, he's a young guy this was and like I say you know you're facing a Liverpool team giving very good account of yourselves as well because I would say they had the better of the chances now because what people are trying to make excuses for him saying that he didn't want to put it like tap it over because he could have gone for a corner it's yeah. like well your team has dealt with all the corners pretty well yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah but that's what I'm that's saying a... I think it was I'm not I'm not saying that so you basically, oh, like, oh so... it's not his fault it's not his fault I'm saying he made a mistake because he doesn't know enough in the game yet like from the time when you're having to lean back to, to tap that ball, something in your mind should be saying, let me put these hands down because I don't like... If my hands are banging into the bar, then obviously I don't need to be doing anything. But check it. Um, was, was that goal caused by a case of short man syndrome? No. For, for a goalkeeper, he's short. For a goalkeeper, he's short, but he's still good. Yeah, so that's like, the thing. Is he trying to prove that look, I'm as good as these taller guys? I can catch the ball and he, must, he messed up. I think he wanted to catch the ball, but not for himself. But <laughs> I think he basically, by trying to, the thing that he did was exactly what he was trying to avoid. In his mind, he's thinking, all right, I don't want it to come off the bar and fall to a Liverpool player. I don't want it to go out for a corner and they score from a corner. I don't want to leave it and it somehow slips under the bar because all three of those things will be his fault. And so he's desperately trying not to be the one who makes Everton lose. And he ended up being the one who makes Everton lose. Which, again, it's unfortunate for him, but it should teach him could it be smarter. A, could it be in the case that you were scared by the missing man, Irigi, just... Like, he's like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> just, Stranger just danger. Turned up on the way, that, who are you? Where are you come from? He's like, bro, I swear I saw you in the World Cup a few years ago. Who are you? No, I thought, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he's thinking. Only he can... Do that, and yeah. if he if he learns from it, then that's all good. But it was a bit of blow for Everton, though, man. Because like I say, for me, they I felt their chances were better than the Liverpool's. Yeah, they had that Allison point blank save that he point did. blank save from the header. He had that other one where he knocked the ball like from away from uh, ex Arsenal <laughs> one. Oh, he's forgettable. What was his name? Walcott. <laughs> Walcott. He knocked the ball away from Walcott's feet. Obviously, yeah, Gomez got in the way of Sigurdsson uh, after the point blank save. For me, yeah, they and they worked hard as well. And uh, a hallmark of this Everton team seems to be their discipline. They're yeah. very disciplined, especially when it comes to games like this where they need focus. They will keep their shape. Everyone will do their will do their part, and then they'll leave it to the likes of Richarlison, Bernard, Walcott to to get them those goals with you know a little bit of creativity and obviously Sigurdsson to to create those. Yeah, the, perf- um, the performance they did definitely it. It did, did not deserve a mistake like that to settle the game. Because no, then it was no, a no. At nil nil, it was an entertaining game. It was a very nil-nil. entertaining game. And, for nil nil. Yeah, so it should have just gone if it if 
yeah, that lack of concentration there. But yeah, yeah. Like, but then you know, games like this, kind of. I know obviously Liverpool come out with a win, but it's a kind of shown why Liverpool ain't gonna. For me, they're not winning the league. They're uh, not gonna yes. catch City because, yes. like, yeah, again, when it came across a team that's that's um, organized, organized, yeah. they they've struggled to break them, and it's their front three have not been firing on all cylinders as well. Uh, yeah, definitely not. And I think they've shown in uh, I think they've shown that there's there's a couple of ways that they can be got at. One is this way: be very organized, um, get the ball about quickly, and the other one is to kind of match their intensity at the beginning of a match. Only really works when you've got the caliber of players that's similar to their caliber of players. But there's a blueprint there for the big teams to get at them, and then there's a blueprint there for the smaller teams to get at them, which I think is uh, causing the problem. And let's not forget that uh, Everton do have... Um, they've got a very good team at this moment. Like, there's standout guys in that team, like, um, from front to back. Like, obviously, Richarlison. Sigerson is, is finding his feet. Um, Gay is, is performing. Um, their back line... I don't think their back line gets enough love, like... Digne, Coleman, Keane, even Mina and Pickford there as well. Like, they've got a very solid foundation to build from the back. Yeah. And, you know, and they're making the most of it as well. They are making the most of it. So it was, yeah, it's very, it's very harsh on them. And yeah, again, it's exposing Liverpool. Like, you know, Firmino... I don't even think he's providing assists these days either. Like, yeah, he's not scoring. He, he's was, not he, wasn't, he wasn't there for the goals. He was there for the assists. But he, they've dried up. But they've then it's not just him well. because no, Mane, Mane is not not as... Since he's come just, back from injury, like he had a couple good games when he came back from injury where it looked like he was back to himself, dried up. And he's not... Yeah, they're not, they're, they're not... They're not... I don't know. There's something... I don't know if it's the change of system or something, but they're not... They're not... They're definitely not what they were last season no. at the moment. But then that could also... They only did click last season after Christmas. After, after in January, yeah, the new but, year, they started to click. So yeah, this could be now. But it's... Like, no, because, that you know, in, that that, in, in, in the famous... They had new guys coming but in. But Klopp, Klopp has done a lot of chopping and changing, especially with the midfield. But that's what I was going to say. His rotation so has he's, been a lot more this season. And that's where, obviously, it paid off last, like last season. He did that because the first, his first, first couple of seasons kept the same team. They burnt out. Yeah, so yeah, then he started. Yeah, he's yeah. done the he's done the rotation thing. They got better second half of the season when it was when then you can start playing more consistent guys and have a team. That's maybe, when they got their maybe. system and they played yeah. the best football. So is it gonna like could they be doing the same thing? And now look, they're only two points behind C. They've not been yeah, playing no, well. Still, yeah, they're still. So and like, they can do, but I, I I don't know. I just think oh, no. just seeing the way City are playing and then seeing these, they just. I yeah, it's it. not. And to be honest, but the other thing as well is, I think this season he has more of a selection headache than he did last season. There's more guys fighting for these places. Like, like so, yeah, he chopped and he changed, but you knew who the guys were. That the you know he ended up with a very clear idea. But the likes of Shakiri, I mean, even while Naldum's been putting in good performances in in a deeper role this season, he's he's not that goal getter anymore. But that's not his job anymore. Um, You've got Cater who's coming back and he needs to ingratiate him in the team. There's Fabinho who he needs to try and get the best out of. He's given himself... So it might come down to the fact that in crucial games he makes the wrong decision because the decision won't be made for him. But, I mean, the fact is as well, their defence is their defense is keeping, keeping people out. So even in games like this, like I say, this could easily have been Everton's day if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, world-class keeper behind them 
you got the likes of Van Dyke um, shoring up that back line. It ensures that even if they're not playing at their best, they're still in it up to the end. Of, they're up. They're in it until the ninety-sixth minute. <laughs> like you know, any other day, any other back line, they could have been one or two down, or you know, still chasing a goal. But the fact that they were in it, and then the other team made a mistake, it um, that's what's going to keep them up and around there. But they're not winning. They're not winning. The Saints versus the Devils. Southampton versus Man United at St Mary's. I did 2-2 and also ended Mark Hughes' Southampton career. Um. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of bad, though, to think that this is the game before, they lose to, to Fulham and he yeah. keeps his job. And then this is showing the levels of where United are, that <laughs> they draw to Man United and lose his job. No, <laughs> do you know what? I think, so there's two things here. The first thing is, he lost to Man United, but take who the team is out of the equation, they dropped a 2-0 lead. You should be a competent enough manager to be able to hold on to a 2 0 lead, even if you scrape it 2 1. And you should be able to hold on to a 2 0 lead for, you know, more than like 20 minutes. And the other thing, as well, is for the owners of Southampton, looking at where United are at the moment, they were probably thinking, you know what, if this guy can steal a win here, we'll give him some more time. I think they were probably ready to. Um, or do you think they were scratching their well, head thinking, how do we do this? That 2 that two nil up then, bruh. Fans have to change it. No, and, and the other thing as well is they don't have to think timelines are going to change. Do you really want the new guy or your caretaker to be taking over their first game against United, knocking their confidence? No, but Dennis, that is a it's a no win for the. I mean, it's a no lose for the for, for any if they would have done it against Fulham, it's a no lose because he comes in, it's a free game, you can lose that and then use that to just get to know your players anyway. You start at a low point and then go from there. So. It's an old, that, so that excuse of they didn't sack him after Fulham for United game it's nothing yeah but like I say again what's the difference it's a game he was not expected to get anything from and one point was never going to be enough like again like I say they kept this guy on for ages one point was never going to be enough so I don't think it's yeah I don't think there's there's too much to read into that like 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 who's seriously thinking that Fulham are, Fulham are a tougher proposition than, than United um, <laughs> the board clearly. <laughs> no, I think they just like you know. It's disrespected. To be honest, as well, who knows what was going on behind the scenes? But they making more plans and they hadn't finalized them yet. Well, they're talking about um, possible so lineup. David Moyes. Oh, no. Well, I'm surprised they're not. Got, yeah, <laughs> well, Moyes said he's not ruling it out. Typical. <laughs> he was at the Burnley game though. He'll get the he was at the Burnley game, so is he Dash. going to be the new Burnley? Sean Dash under pressure. Yeah. Now, but, um, now they're looking at um, what's his name uh, Ralph Hassan Toll uh, Hassan Hootel Hassan Hootel is that how you pronounce it yeah. the Leipzig uh, dude yeah, yeah former Leipzig guy um, so yeah like when I saw this my thought was uh, Leipzig obviously they've you know they've raised their profile and become a much better team because they had a very strict stringent club plan you know um, transfers market like from A all the way to Z it's like this is how we do every single bit and this is how it all fits together um, a very like strict model like mon- money ball type yeah yeah the money ball yeah, yeah the money ball type it was exactly like that and it worked it worked and he was the guy that made it work for them um, at, at that time Southampton used to have that until Liverpool took everyone <laughs> in it no I think it was when uh, when the owner died I think it kind of all fell apart when the, obviously he was a very he was a very passionate uh, a very passionate Southampton fan and no disrespect to his daughter I don't know if it means as much to her as it did to him and 
maybe she's a little bit more hands off than he was. But Southampton were known. They had what? They had eventualities for losing up to like three managers in the season. You know, they're like, all right, this That's is our the manager. They, they had this, this they had the system. Yeah, and they were working. The each manager they were bringing in was working. Then yeah, it just seems with um with Hughes. It just seems like that was just a rush no, decision, bro, and they went the wrong. Hughes, they went even the, before Hughes. No, because before Hughes was um, the Leicester guy, pure, yeah. and he, he he's he's not a by manager. He was not a by manager, and they, you could see kind he of was not why, a bad manager, but you he could, didn't. No, but you could see the reason why they picked him because he fitted the system and thing that. But Hughes just went against what they were what they've been trying to do, bro. But you look at like every time they lost the manager, um, they picked the right guy again like they were every time how many times did Southampton lose a manager like but who they brought in it's done for them and they would go on and do better than they were before like I said they didn't make mistakes like that they did not make mistakes like choosing the wrong guy so um, and you know bringing new players through smart transfers we all laugh at all the players that they sold to that they would sell to Liverpool but it didn't all right, maybe it stopped them from moving forward, but it didn't take them backwards. Yeah. They had a very strict, and maybe he's the guy that can bring that back for them. Maybe they want to implement that again, and they know that he will be on board with that, and that he can make a success of that. So I think it might not be a terrible, might not be a terrible appointment for them. So there were two teams in this in this game. Was it? Oh, <laughs> Man United, Mourinho after the game, come out and said that United basically don't have no mad dogs in midfield. Um, I don't know. They got like Fellaini's a mad dog. Like he's a rabbit no, dog. But, no, but needs but to be put down. No. Um, I know. No, I but the... right. He's correct. He, Mourinho is actually correct there. We don't have mad dogs in no. in the midfield. But the thing is, with that, United have not had any mad dog in midfield since Keane left. Yeah, that's what <laughs> so, I was gonna say. I was so gonna nothing, say since so nothing, Keane. nothing has changed. Um, no, but then, again, but then even though, and this is where I don't, I don't understand with with Mourinho. Say they no mad dogs, which is true, but you've had time to bring them. You've had time to bring them. You know that. You bought, you bought midfielders to come in. You bought three midfielders in Pogba, Matic, and Fred. Yeah, and neither of them are mad dogs. So, so and the thing is, did you, you weren't looking for a mad dog? Be honest, Marie, he wasn't looking for a mad dog. Um, for me. Uh, yeah, it's it's a variety of factors. Um, like again, why why Fellaini? Um, like Matic, Fred, and Pogba should have been would have been I think a good good midfield for this. Or Matic, Herrera, and Pogba. No, but and I, I know we had the bit of there were injuries in this game. Yeah, there was injuries to the defense, which of course Matic as a. Uh, uh, but when's he gonna learn? When's he gonna bring Rojo in? When's he gonna bring Rojo in? This is why I don't understand. Like, Rojo was you put warm. him on the bench, so you he know was, he was. You thought he was, he was ready. He was warming up, but it just never come on. But then, like when you when you when's he gonna learn? You can't put Matic and McTominay in defense. Bruv, McTominay work. is an awful defender. Like I don't know what his. I don't know even when he plays in midfield. I don't know what his uses or what his worth is going to be in a Man United team. Like, he's scared of the ball. Tomini is now becoming what Yanazai was to Moyes. He's going to be that's known as that guy. Like that, that guy. Who's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to go. But that's like. But for me, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I forgot about Matic. Obviously, he had to play. He played like a three-five-two kind of thing. 
uh, with Matic and Jones. But again, Matic so slow and immobile, like it couldn't have been any worse to play Rojo, even if he doesn't have match fitness. At least he's got the the brains to to, to yeah, play the game. Yeah. And for me, um, but then like I say, that was on him. Um, I was interested to see that it was a new formation because they usually play like the four three three, right? Um, but again, wasn't helped by Pogba. He was awful game, shocking. and it's not. I'm not saying awful game as in oh he's out of form. Awful game as in he makes terrible decisions oh, it's, and seems to be playing for himself. It's come out that Mourinho called him a virus. Bruv, good, <laughs> good. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Um, the one thing I was thinking of was uh, I noticed that like it was the through balls and the balls over that were working for United. Um, Something that Fred is very strong with. Something that uh, what was it? What game was it when he played and, elect- and Sanchez started up top? Was it Everton game? Whatever game it was, Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth game, yeah. Um, that was what he was playing a lot of, and seeing what he did at Shakhtar, that seems to be his strength. He's playing the through ball, finding that man playing on the shoulder. I think he would have been perfect for this game. He would have been perfect, whether alongside Pogba or in place of Pogba. I don't know. Um, I don't know why Mourinho feels like as well. Fellaini's a defensive proposition. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But um, either way, I mean, you know, we should talk about the goals though as well. We should talk about the goals because those two Southampton goals were uh, were amazing. Yeah. Um, I think what, the... What, what the hell was, like, the, the first goal, yeah, amazing. The yeah. second goal, the, like, it's a great free kick, but why is McTominay bending down behind the wall? It's pointless. In case he went under. Well, if he goes That's under, if he goes under, he went under... He goes under, didn't it? Just let it be. Bruv, you saw what happened at Barcelona, bro. You saw what happened with Suarez. Southampton and not under. Barcelona. <laughs> but Cedric Suarez can take a free kick, though, bro. Yeah. That guy that, can take a free kick. No, that is probably one of the tallest walls in Premier League history. And he got it over and into the top corner. So, so, again, if he was not going under, man. It, it would have <laughs> just been better to move back onto the line and sit there. Nah, maybe. Play everyone onside and just do that way. Who knows? But I mean that uh, that second free kick. Um, I was quite interested, like uh, Obafemi and Armstrong as well, and Valerie. Yeah, Valerie. Um, very interesting propositions. They look like they might be guys that can do something for the next manager. Because obviously, I think these were yeah. They're not playing. They've just started getting into the team. I think Valerie. I think this was his first game. His for his Premier League yeah, debut. He did go with a young team. Eh? He did, he did. I think he felt like he had nothing to lose. But um, it's showing that Southampton have got... They've got options there. They've got options. Uh, they need them because Gabby Adini is... Gabby Adini is all... And I feel bad for the dude. I just think this is not his level of football. I, I don't think he's not trying. I don't think that he's in the wrong team or under the wrong manager. I think that this level of football is too high for him. You think now that... Because Southampton don't actually have a bad team. They so don't. You, so, you, so you think now with a new manager, they should be... I know I, I predicted them to go down, but that was <laughs> with he staying the whole time. Yeah. Now he's gone. With the I right manager. I think they're... I don't think they're going to go down now. I, again, with the right manager. I mean, look, let's, let's throw out some of the, these names here. Like, say, Hoiberg. Hoiberg is a good player. Lamina. Uh, Redmond. Uh, that shot that Redmond did... Uh, that long shot that the hair had to tip over the bar. Yep. I saw him do that in countless other. I saw him do it in countless other games this season. Like he's a good player. He was a very good player in the second half as well. Um, Obafemi, Armstrong, those two guys linking and getting into space looked mad. 
Um, who they got on the bench? Um, Romeu, he's a he's a good thingy for them. Charlie Austin, if need be. Um, so I don't think they're going down. I don't think they're they going sh- down. They shouldn't do. No, they shouldn't. But um, it was a dead game anyway. Even I'm, with all those goals, even with the goals, the Lukaku broke his duck. <laughs> Did you see his control? His control was amazing, bro. Like you're lot not ready for that kind of that new control. You lot are not ready for the, the, the ankle breakers. <laughs> Man's out here breaking ankles like it's the NBA. <laughs> breaking his own ankles, man. Bro, breaking other people's ankles is 2008, <laughs> 2017, bro. I'm looking ahead. So, just a quick note before we end this one. United's top four chances done? No. Um, I mean, in the current form, yes. <laughs> in the current form, yes. But we've seen that they can pull out performances... Uh, we've seen that when the team selection is right, things can happen. Um, this injury, these this injuries have come at a bad time because now, like Shaw, I don't know how long Luke Shaw's out for. He went off injured. Um, Smalling and Bailly, Lindelof, um, Valencia back. He was know. back for Champions League. He was back for Champions League, but you know whatever. But either way, like in terms of central, in terms of central defenders, that's a problem, and he's probably going to continue reverting to the likes of Fellaini to to cover what he thinks will be defensive weaknesses. So yes, the top four chance to be done like that in that. The final derby at the weekend, Chelsea two Fulham nil. Chelsea basically did what they needed to do. It was a good bounce back from their embarrassing game against Spurs. But they basically just did what they needed to do. And it actually, another notable thing though is, like, especially for the first goal, Kante, it seemed like he'd gone back. They moved him back. Mm. Even yeah. though, yeah. even though Sarri did come out and said that he doesn't want Kante playing there. But he seemed like he was playing a bit deep, deeper. I'm confused by the Kante thing, man, because you're, you're, you're pushing Kante forward where you know, like, this guy has proven himself in more ways than any one player can. He won the league with a team that should never have won the league. He won the league with this team that he's at now. He won the World Cup. He was instrumental in all of those. He is the best central defensive midfielder in the world. No disrespect to Jorginho. He's a great player. But I'm sure Jorginho could play forward. If if you insist on playing... uh, uh, What's his name? Jorginho. Jorginho, You got to play two defensive mids then. You've got, you got to do that. Even Jorginho has a bit more of an all-round game to him, so you could push him forward a little bit. I would say out of the two of them, which one are you going to push forward? Kante has never shown... Jorginho has shown that he can, he's can. he got a bit of an offensive game to him. Kante has never shown that. And like I say, if you've got the guy who is the best central defensive midfielder in the world, it's not a competition. Play him further back. And I'm just like... Because the thing I'm saying is like... And then they just he's just signed a new contract to stay at Chelsea... So you're gonna you've signed him, you signed a new contract to play him in that role where he's not gonna be as effective. Like it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And I think I think they're suffering for it as well. Because he knows he can't leave Kante out of that team. Yeah. But trying to shoehorn but him in. This this is the thing. If you're not if you're not gonna play him in his favourite position, as good as Kante is, he's not that great going forward. Yes. So why don't you play Loftus Cheek? Play someone because else. He and can both. he can be that position going forward and actually contribute. Like he come on and scored. He yeah. would be better. He would be better. You know what? Sell Kante. You'll make enough money and be able to buy a backup to Jorginho. Yeah, 
every single club in the world would come in for Kante. Bro, do you know how much money they make off Kante? And they could buy a backup to Jorginho, a, a, a guy. But you can't waste Kante on the... And, you know, it's not fair to my man to be, like, ruining his game like this. But either way, they did what was needed. This is the best... This is one of the, the teams. If you're going to play a team after losing, uh, uh, suffering, like, an embarrassing defeat... This is one of the ones you want to go for. Fulham didn't play all that bad though as well. No, I was just coming on to say. They they played well, but it's kind of, we knew. We knew it was going to happen, but it was not as bad as it would have been if Ranieri wasn't at the helm, I'm going to say. I'm going to say they were as organised and disciplined as they could be. And they're still, obviously they've still got problems with letting in goals. So this was always going to happen, but it wasn't a runaway victory for Chelsea. If you think about it, you take away the first five minutes and you take away the last five minutes, they went 80 minutes without conceding. That's a record for them, isn't it? <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. That's one way. But it's no, but positive like, thinking, it's though. a positive thinking. And also, they didn't have any, there were no what the hell was that moments in the game. There was no what the hell was that with your defending moments. Yeah. It was, uh, again, there's nothing really that comes out of this, out of this game, apart from the fact that, you know, Keep Kante in the right position. Or like you said, play two play play two holding midfielders. Play two holding midfielders and then let four guys run. Play a four two four. You could afford to do that, you know. With those two guys in the yeah. midfield, you could afford to have four guys just running forward. They're gonna provide as much protection to that back four as you need, and they will put the balls forward. And they'll run as well. They'll run forward to make passes. So yeah, I don't know. Sorry, if you're listening, four two four. We said it here first. Man City took on Bournemouth at home and ended up running out 3-1 winners. Surprise, uh, surprise, isn't it? I, there's nothing to there's nothing to say. No, no, there is there is stuff to say, but um obviously Bournemouth showed showed a bit of fight. Do you know what Bournemouth even it wasn't even just the goal. They there were a couple of times um there were a couple of times they looked quite good in that first half and they, you know a bit of a mistake in like making the wrong pass or a ball going awry um, they gave good account of themselves in the first half but that was so pretty back, much so you're backing up what um, Gundogan or Gundogan 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 how it's spelled Gundogan so um, are you backing up what he said where he said that this was uh, it was a tough admitted the match was against the Cherries were tough but thinks it will help the club deal with challenges later in the season Said that City were forced to struggle against Bournemouth. So, like, basically, he's trying to say, well, all other games have been piss easy. easy. Like, the West Ham one, the Man United one, all of them are piss easy. And this was, a, uh, this is the first real tough test they've had. And they're thankful because it actually made them play, made them think what to do. Well, or has he just been disrespectful? I don't think like it might have been a it might have been a slight shot at all the other teams they've played because they've played obviously they've played big teams they've 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 played United they've played Liverpool they've played Tottenham so it could be a little bit of a shot at those teams there but I think also there is an element of truth into what he said they did struggle um, in fact it wasn't until just after Delft came on that that the game kind of turned its tide like really went in their favour but at the same time you know. It's not the first time that teams have held out on them for a little while and sooner or later the teams will bend and then break. Then if when City were 2-1 up, there was a penalty shot. Oh so. my gosh, yeah, that was Ben. Yeah. That was a standard so pen. That should have been 2 all. Yeah. That should have been 2 all. It was funny as well because um, Eddie Howe didn't really moan about that one. Like I think he made mention of it in the post-match, but 
you know, usually in those situations, they they make a point of saying that two two that would have changed the game. Um, to be honest, he seems pretty happy with his team's his team's performance. City probably would have still won anyway. Yeah, it would have just been four two instead of three one. But I mean, yeah, it's business as usual for them. And sure, they've had to. It's not the first game they've had to struggle in this season, and it's not going to be the last one. But they've got too much about them, and the form of Raheem Sterling is is getting ridiculous. Like. Oh, that, that guy has to get some accolades because he could be world class. I just thought he was a player in a good team, but he's well. Him, it's it's all coming through him and Sane, but he's turning up just that bit more than Sane is. Yeah, and I think Sane is still trying to get in the groove as well. Obviously, with what happened with kind of being in and out of the team, didn't didn't have a World Cup. There were questions over his professionalism and his work ethic. Um, he's proving that he was working hard in this game he worked very hard um, but they both do they both do like I was seeing bare sterling duck runs and it was mad um, but they've got too much they've got too much um, had Aguero been there they probably wouldn't have struggled as much either um, I think he's got to want to replace he's got to be looking thinking at least of buying another striker to provide some competition yeah. for Jesus rather uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd be striker to put competition for Aguero because <laughs> he doesn't even. He doesn't no, I don't think Aguero doesn't need competition. He's still doing his job and he's still putting goals in, bro. I'm thinking he needs somebody to either bring the best out of Jesus or somebody to take over from Aguero because his time is coming in in the next season or two. And Jesus, just I don't know, like I genuinely don't know what's going on with that dude. Like the goals just dried up. Oh, he's gonna. Die and come back again in three days. So. <laughs> <laughs> His form will be better then. Bruv, bruv, bruv. Like, I'm telling your mum you're blaspheming like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, yeah, I, there's not much to say about C. Not much to say no. about Bournemouth because they were pretty much expected. So It was expected, but, but like I said, they gave good account of themselves. It was a very well-worked goal. Um, Bournemouth were always going to be safe-ish because they have guys... Again, they're looking at their consistency. Like... Ryan Fraser's been quiet for a few weeks now. Like, that's their guy. That's their guy who, you know, who they, that's their midfield, you know, unearthed the legend. How old is he? 21, 22? He's still young, right? Um, yeah, you've got Wilson, you've got King. They've got a strong enough lineup. But they did. They did perform very well. They performed very ably. Um, I think 3 1 still was about right. I don't think City were flattered by that score. Um, but yeah just on the day City players seem to be coming into form um, Gundogan is also coming into form uh, Bernardo Silva seems to have picked himself back up again uh, Mares has been strong already this season and like I say Sterling stepped it up a level Sane stepping it up a level uh, just <laughs> and even like the likes of they had Zinchenko and Danilo playing and both of those guys I enjoyed watching both of them play I enjoyed watching both of them play very well. I think, was it... Zinchenko. Was it Zinchenko? Put a, he, he put a good ball through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Sterling passed to him and then ran in. and Yeah, yeah. That was that was the one I was just about to try and think of. Like, I enjoyed... Uh, yeah, that was for the Sterling goal, wasn't it? I swear, for the Sterling goal. No, it wasn't. That was when Delph had already come on. It was just a good ball. It was a good I, ball. I, I but anyway, Zinchenko and Danilo, uh, I, I enjoyed watching them. It shows that uh, City have strength and depth as well. Um, Mendy, Walker, Sinchenko, Danilo, well, Rui's probably not for much longer, but they've they've they're covered in every single position. So yeah, it's just business as usual. Like you can't say anything. 
on to Friday night's game. Cardiff 2, Wolves 1. All i got to say is that something completely shocked me in this game. What was that? Was that Pep Warnock or Neil Guardiola? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I know I, 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 get, I get on this guy all the time, but I'm going to give him praises for what. He had, that was a bit of a tactical massacre through. Like he, with Cardiff, he, like, he matched uh, Wolves's, he basically changed the system to 3-5-2 to match Wolves. Like he knows, obviously, Wolves have got the weak point in the two midfielders, mm. Matinho and Neves. They keep getting overrun in games and he yeah, matched, yeah. Their, matched their system to make sure he continued to overrun them and they did. Like Wolves, Wolves took the lead but then kind of come, they come back, they fought, they fought back. I'm just going to say it now. Congratulations to Neil Warnock for keeping the job past Christmas because there's no way he's getting fired now. Like he's keeping that job for at least another month or two. Um, I, I'm going to have to go back and look at it but this might actually be his, his strongest showing in the, in the Premier League so far. Um, as a as a manager, um, I th- yeah, it was a great it was a great game for him. His players are showing a lot of heart. They're they're playing for him as they as they yeah. like to say. Um, I've always said he hasn't got the most talented players, um, but he's got players that will put a good shift in. He's got players that will put their body on the line, and that he's won't got give players up. that can like Junior Hoyle that could get a, a classic finish. Yeah, as, as, soon you know, as, that, as soon as that hit left his foot, you kind of knew that was it. But that's it. That's the you know, Junior Hoyle is the type of player that if he could do what he does at his best every week, you know, we'd be talking about a top Premier League player. You know, he'd be playing in one of the top teams. Um, he's he's a very he's a form based player, and they've got a couple of them. Um, the likes of Bamba, uh, Murphy, Hoyle, Arta. These guys are all form players. When they're in form, it's great. Oh, but when they're out of form, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent, that whole kind of thing. But yeah, it was. Uh, but it's they did, just more. They more didn't get wolves. lucky on this because their equaliser it was a foul on the goalkeeper. They pushed him. Nah, I they, put, they, pushed, look. they pushed into him. So they got lucky in there. But, but looking at everyone gets luck and everyone gets yeah, misfortune. That's, that's the thing. It's like it doesn't even out in the in the course of a season, but because it could only even out if. That happens against yeah know, yeah in the yeah, reverse yeah. fiction. Well, no, it can only even out if they get a goal disallowed that shouldn't be disallowed. That, uh, that's yeah, that's kind of an to, evening. To even out, it has to happen in the reverse fiction. No, it so doesn't. it has like, to happen for Wolves to get their own back. Oh, like, I see what that's you mean. the only way because it doesn't like something else happening. It no, doesn't, it no, doesn't no, affect. no. Like if ten good things happen to Cardiff in a season and ten bad things happen to it them, doesn't it evens it out for Cardiff. Like, okay, come on, when 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 people say that what's it called? Oh, the guy gets like he should have got a red card and he's or gets a red card and it. Like even the thing, it doesn't really because he doesn't miss. Like it, it doesn't affect that one game. He now goes and affects another. No, but I think people um, talk about more about that as in decisions going for and against the team, not in terms of you know the great karma of the the league as a whole. Sometimes decisions go for a team, sometimes they go against the team, and so sometimes Cardiff might pick up three points where they should have picked up one. They'll pick up one point where they should have picked up three. So yeah, no one say it. yeah. It's not obviously yeah. It would have to be the reverse fixture. Yeah. The exact same thing happened, and then karma is is all cool and great. But uh, I don't think it's viewed like that. But I mean, again, talking about wolves, that is what they've lost six uh, in the last six. They've lost five, drawn one. That are they? Is... Are they now? It's, well, probably gonna laugh at this, but could they be actually in the relegation scrap? They very much could, unless things they, change. They, they're only seven points above 
seven points above Southampton, which could be actually seen a lot, but mm. their current form, if it continues like this, well, that's the thing, because usually a team like this, usually you'll get teams that start very strongly and then they'll fade away, but they've done enough, like Wolves, like one or two seasons ago, they started off very strongly, then they fell off a cliff, but they'd done enough in the first half of the season and continued to do just enough in the second half of the season to keep them there. They're not doing that. They're losing games. It's not like they're scraping draws. It's not like every other game's a loss or something like that. They're just losing, 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 losing. At their current rate, four games from now, they're in the relegation zone or they're just out of it on goal difference or something like that. Um, and the problem is, I don't... Okay, again, I haven't looked at it close enough. What is the reason? The reason is they're not changing their system. They're not... You think they've been found out? They've been... Yeah, they're sticking too much into one style the manager still he's, so is it his, is that is that a weakness of his yeah he's, he's still using the least amount of players like you've got a squad of 26 use them like, unless you you were saying the rest the other players that can't get in the team are that crap like you've got to keep this, <laughs> and that, that's giving them enough confidence in it yeah but, yeah but yeah so you got you got he has to learn how to switch switch things up he's got like well he's got one enforced on him now never has picked up his fifth yellow so we suspended yep. so he's going to have to do a change he's going to have to like what's his name um, you keep bringing on Gibbs White Gibbs White give him Which, a start yeah you got to like try if you're going to he comes on and he, he shows something yes he's like even in, in this game he showed his naivety as obviously as a young player he's but doing some silly things but you got to you either got to try him or try something new completely yeah but again is that is that what's gonna? Maybe it's something he needs to learn. Obviously, he's still uh, he's still new to the managerial game. You know, speaking in the life lifespan of managers, maybe it's something he will learn. But maybe he doesn't know what to do. Maybe he genuinely doesn't know what to do, how to do it. And maybe that's gonna be his undoing. Well, he needs to learn fast because the last span, the last span in the Premier League is not long. So he needs to learn fast before and the board gets jittery. And the problem is, he's already shown that they're a team that can win games. They're a team that can... You know, they, they drew against City. You know, they, they would have... like They drew yeah, against City. Even just a couple of games ago, they drew against Arsenal when Arsenal got a lucky goal. So they, Ars- they, yeah. they've not been completely... There's been games where they've not won that they've actually played. Like, even against uh, uh, Spurs. Spurs, Coming yeah, from yeah. 3-0 down to 3-2. They've had yeah. good performances. It just... They're lacking something and they need to get that... Well, they're lacking a striker number one but they need to do something to just change the, change their fortune at the that's what I'm saying that his, he might be the victim of his own downfall because the board might start looking and be like well the team can play so we just have to find a guy who can get them to play <laughs> whereas you know certain certain teams would just be like well we've got a crap team the manager doing the best he can let's stick with him for a while but they know somebody else in that hot seat might be able to do a better job call Big Sam <laughs> Uh, Brighton took full advantage of playing against 10 men when they beat Huddersfield. Uh, ended up 2-1. Obviously, uh big talking point was Mounier getting the red card. Deserved? Not deserved? Nah, it was That was... I can I can see the thing of the saying, the high feet, like, it's a dangerous tackle using stud, like, studs up. And, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the studs really, wasn't even up. Like, the studs just, was kind of like, he, gra- he, he, he was trying to side foot the ball. He grazed the guy's shin. It was like, Which is covered not, by it's, a it's pad, bro. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, it's not, it wasn't a red card and that changed the game. Changed the game massively. I think if it was, 
if it was a bit lower down on the foot, I would probably have been like if he'd have come down with it, then probably yes. But for me, that was uh, nah, that was and that, was that's just... the thing. It changed it, that completely changed the game because obviously Huddersfield took the early lead. Yeah. What, what what would you call uh, uh, your own player scores in, uh, scores into the goal? It's a own goal. If your if a player assists the other guy, what would you call that? Working for the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I don't know. I double, don't know. Double agent spy. Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> a WWE. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, no, nah, but mad, yeah, no, nah, because obviously, yeah, Bruno with his silly over. Like, I don't even know what he's trying to do. He cleared it over his head, put it straight in, and like Huddersfield took the lead from that. But then, yeah, changed on the red card. That completely changed the game. And then from that, obviously, against 10 men, Brighton, they came out and did what they not, what they don't normally do. They actually scored more than one goal. Yeah, Brighton are, um, again, flattering to deceive with their... They do the bare minimum and then they just win 1-0. It's actually pretty mad. But again, they did enough. I mean, it's pretty much a kind of repeat against what happened at Cardiff uh, where they did manage to steal in last minute which does show a bit of resilience on their part I mean I know it's going down against 10 men but even going against 10 men they still seem to struggle in the games they're just very hardy they can see it out because um, it's not like they were knocking at the door knocking at the door knocking at the door and then all of a sudden you know they, they managed to get it in I mean they kept Huddersfield pegged back for most of the time, but Huddersfield were taking a conservative approach because being one man down. Uh, Brighton don't have much to unlock teams. Um, they're just quite clinical and they, they do what needs to be done and then shut up shop. It's, um, are they the new... Are they the 18-19 Burnley? Basically what Burnley, what they, Burnley, yeah. what Burnley I mean, won last year, this is... I they're think them, again they're the poor man's Burnley <laughs> the poverty man's Burnley because Burnley are the poor man's Burnley but it is it, it is doing that but it shouldn't work it shouldn't work but it does I don't know why like you would watch a Burnley game and you'd be like oh wow whoa they played out their skin there that was a mad game you never watch a Brighton game and come away thinking that like even when Brighton win it's never like oh my god like everybody turned up today they're just like, like they were clinical and methodical. Are you only just saying that because of the type of people that live in Brighton. <laughs> what <laughs> Brightonese? I'm not sure what you're talking about, bro. Brightonese uh, players. Read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. But yeah, no, it's just it's weird, like because again, like I say, like you see teams again, Burnley, you see teams like Bournemouth, um, teams that kind of overachieve. Every now and again, you will see the talent or the flair or the creative... Again, their players will be in form and they'll show you what they're made of. You don't see that with Brighton. It's always just kind of functional. And, I mean, yo, long may it last. Well done to them. Like, they found what they're doing and it works, but it's just weird. And it all hinges on Glenn Murray. It's annoying it didn't even start in this game. And <laughs> I brought him in just for this as well. Glenn the Milkman Murray. But we'll come to that. Final game. Leicester 2, Watford 0. Did you see the touch of class from our man in the moment that we had the little poll for, which will come on to James Madison? Oh, goal. James Mad Madison. Yeah, bro. Um, it was nice, but I got to take it. I got to give him a little, like, an A minus because he didn't like in all the controls. One of the touches was from the defender, so it wasn't all him. <laughs> if it was all him, we would have gotten a star in it. 
But so we had to give it A minus. Uh, but yeah, come see, leader. come see MK for tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll show you how to do that. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It was much. It wasn't much of. A, I mean, Watford. I they had shots, none on target. What's happening with them, man? Again, they're going kind of the same way as Wolves, but just not as badly. I guess they they started that, off very well. Are they tired already? Like I told you, I told you they would get tired. And they wouldn't be able to keep it up for the whole the season. So they haven't won in the last four. And even then, looking bigger than that, in their last eight, they've won two, drawn one. They are kind of, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle for them. It's a struggle. Not, and like I said, they couldn't play. They they started they started the season like, bam, like greyhounds out the slips. It was... Again, it was poor man's Liverpool. We <laughs> keep making these poor man comparisons. Poor man's Liverpool, high intensity, pushing forward, pressuring people into mistakes. And they can't keep doing it. They can't keep doing it. Their players, I think it's, it's wearing on their players. Because also, they're another team that weren't really rotating too tough in I, terms of their... I don't even, more I don't even, recently. I don't even understand with their... Like, they haven't started Dini and Grit that's what's in a weird long for me. time. That's, that's what's weird for me. Like, is something going on and them man like, under some kind of punishment or something? I don't know, because they keep bringing them on as subs. So, like, yeah. just... It's clearly not working. Nazik success does not score. Delefeu, he's a good player, but he's... He's, I don't know. A, he's a good player alongside other players. He's not the guy that's going to get you the goals. He's going to help the goals come. And it's like, obviously, because you've got to look at the link-up play that Dini, like Dini brings in. And even like the, the partnership him and Gray were having. Yeah. They, they were bringing other people in. Pereira and Hughes were getting in. They were in amongst the goals. They were doing yep. things. Now they're nowhere to be seen. So it's like, you've got to think of something. I tell you what as well. And like, I could kind of understand, again, kind of trying to groom success to be the backup guy if Dini's not there. Gray, as a young player and stuff like that, I don't understand. Like, with a young player with a lot of promise, you should be... And maybe he doesn't want to... Maybe doesn't want him to burn out. Maybe he wants him fresh for the second half of the season. But, like, I I, I understand and I, I fully support. I think you should rotate um, more often than just when you're forced to. Yeah, because but this, rota- this rotation has been quite long now. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think there's, there's a, such a thing as too much rotation... And it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's not making sense. And especially seeing as like, all right, you've tried it out a couple of times. You've given the man a taste of a bit of football. Bring your A-team back in. Especially when you're going on this kind of run. Especially when you're going on this kind of run. Something must be happening behind the scenes there. Like, so, like literally, there's no reason for him not to play those guys. Yeah, no, true. They're, they're not injured. Taking them out of the team has caused your results to go downhill. It, it's not maths like that's 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 level one managerialness there so moved over into December so time to look at the trophies for best manager best player okay looking at manager of the month you got uh, for me it's got to come down to three teams played three won three in November so it can only be out of them for me and that was Man City yep uh, Tottenham yeah, and Newcastle all played 3-1-3 three, three. yeah yeah agreed I know um, Man City their one obviously winnable teams for them but everything's a winnable team, winnable winnable. team for them so it's not but special they only, they anymore had, go away they had the Manchester derby in between that um, Tottenham in their one had uh, Chelsea they had Chelsea in that yeah, the Chelsea which is win. a tough game <laughs> and they, it was impressive but for me as much as I take the piss out of this guy 
and I hate him. Manager Mark has to go to Benitez. Um, he masterminded three, three, three wins. He turned around a terrible start, and he you know, got them playing. And, and they even obviously they lost this month, like in the first game this month. But they played well. They just couldn't score. So yeah, yeah. He, for me, he's got to get man in the month. Man no, for me, uh, for me the same. Uh, so I mean, looking at the, his last game of October, the uh, Southampton game where they drew, I thought that was a bit of a low point for them considering Southampton they could have maybe imposed themselves a bit more um, I figured the rest of the time was just going to be more of the same then they won against Watford I was like nah, scraped a 1-0 win against Watford who were knocking on the door well done you've got that three points you're going to carry on struggling and then they beat Bournemouth and then Burnley um, and again you know they're not they're not beating amazing opposition, but if you look at where they are, where they've come from in the last month, they've done a lot more than City and Tottenham have done. City and Tottenham, I mean, City have stayed where they are, and Tottenham wobbled a little. If anything, they've still started had the best start there, the Premier League. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just looking at just this one month, like they're doing, they're carrying on as normal. Yeah. Like whereas when you pass them, yeah, for me, it was more like. It's not a surprise that both Man City and Tottenham went their month yeah, on, that's on the team. Yeah. But it was, no one would have put, like if you would have said put your mortgage on, on any of those three teams, they would have, everyone would have done it on Man City. Like, would have yeah, of course. Been a bit questiony, yeah, yeah. but it would have, yeah. if it was, like, they would have still probably put it on Tottenham, but not on Newcastle. Been Bro, like, for no. two of those three games, in fact, for all three of those games, I wouldn't have put money. Watford, even that, though it was that Newcastle Watford, That home, Watford game, they should, have, they should have lost that one, but they, they stuck probably with it. Should, they, they stuck with it. Bournemouth, again, even though it's away, I'd still put money on Bournemouth. And Burnley, the fact that it was a Burnley home game, I would have said Burnley would have at least held them, if not won. So, yeah, he's exceeded all expectations with that. And, you know, he's... I mean, they're only, what, two, three points above the relegation zone, but he's starting to make that claim. And this debate is going to be a lot shorter. Player of the month. Player of the month has to be James Madison. No, <laughs> Madison. Ten. Uh, it has to be Sterling. It has to be Sterling. Uh, I think who was it? What was I watching? I think it was match of the day, and Jermaine Genus was like, he's the best player in the Premier League right now. He is. Yeah, there's. You can't there's... deny that. You cannot deny that. Like based on current form, he's the best player in the Premier League right now. Um, yeah. The player of the month, as we're we're about to give him. Right, we're going to give him that. Um, yeah, you can't name anyone who's been a better player. Yeah, to be honest, it's like what he's well, obviously, before Aubameyang had scored these two against thing, he was the joint top goal scorer. He's now one, he's one yeah, behind yeah, yeah, Aubameyang, he's one behind and Aubameyang. he's not and a, he's not, he's a not a main striker. Yeah, no, he's so not he's, a main striker. he's scoring goals consistently. He just and everything like everything between in City, he seems to be involved in everything. But that's the other thing, all right. Aubameyang is a star man for Arsenal. You look at that and be like, yeah, all right. Sterling is now star man for the best team in the country trying to be looking as one of the best teams in Europe um, in terms of, of the way they play so if you're going to stand out in a team like that you have to be a, you have to be a player of the month like really um, and like I say he's standing out far ahead of the rest of them and it's not like the rest of them aren't doing anything so yeah easy fantasy football time again I'm not going to keep blowing my own trumpet, but I'm just going to say I'm top and I keep increasing the lead. It's like, yeah, someone please give me a challenge in it, but enough for me. 
This week, highest points. Raw with Gunners Delight. 72 points. Nice feet. Done well. Lowest points. Where are ya? Disco Disco FC David Web, Webb. Webby, come on, man. Disco Disco. <laughs> Wait, let's see. I need to see. I need to see how he managed to put like No, do you know what though? Like I know he, like myself and a lot of other people, did not remember that Friday game. Oh so well. probably didn't make those transfers. So I'm not <laughs> blaming you, but you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I said it, it didn't help with Aguero. <laughs> Obviously not. Aguero out, Barkley. I don't know why Barkley's still sitting on your team. Nah, then trip. Like, yeah, you got a lot of injured. Got a lot of injured guys. In Edison, team. Bellerin, Schindler, but Alonso. You need, you need to, maybe you need to start your game up, and everybody else needs to. Uh, Moscow Seventeen has joined. Uh, well, that's the team's name, Moscow Seventeen. You've Cairo. joined. You joined. Come in. Obviously, you've just created your team. Not, or not long ago you're at the bottom but yeah thanks for joining hopefully you're enjoying the pod yeah nobody else really standing out uh, Edem Venio he got 70 points was only two behind Gunners you know what Edem challenged me saying that he reckons by the end of the season he's gonna he will be beating me so oh, man captain Sterling as well had a good run oh his back line bruv all of his back line nobody in his back line not including the keeper nobody in his defenders got less than six points yeah, you got that lucky Duffy, in it? My man made some. He made some good choices. Even Jimenez and Arnautovic, bro. My man's got Jimenez, Arnautovic, and success. This guy does spreadsheets or something, bro. It's one of those guys, bro. Like, he's 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 obviously determined to try and catch me, but bro, my man is. Uh, no, he's probably, he keep, seeing, if, he's probably seeing. If he keep the if he keep doing this at this rate, the one dice, he got twelve points more than me. It's gonna take you good <laughs> ten weeks to catch me, so. Good luck, and we'll see if you can catch me. Maybe, maybe. All right, that's it from this depleted squad this week. Injuries oh, and suspensions. Their injuries, their in like suspensions. Some excuses, I think. It just some yeah. people not playing for the badge. Just that not playing for the badge. The cold weather and that <laughs> just had a yeah, faking injuries, faking injuries. You know, questioning their questioning their commitment. Some Luke Shaw's. <laughs> no but yeah you know thanks for listening in again we hope you've had a good time we have I've been Flows MK we'll catch you again next week <laughs>